Shout out to our awesome sponsors, El Couture, the female-founded, female-run athleisure brand that we are obsessed with. Obsessed. Obsessed. (laughs) I got today, actually, the Untamed collection. I am one of those girls that only wears black gym wear and generally just black all in my wardrobe. And I got the lace bra and the matching leggings, and they are so comfortable. And I would say that for the bra, I have really big boobs, and I just thought, you know, I really struggle with sports bras that my tits constantly like flop out of them I don't feel secure and honestly I just think that this bra is perfect because it's high neck and it is super supportive so really really recommend it love it and I am delighted to report that we are offering a 20% discount that I will be availing of this evening Fiona because I love their collection so if you use the code lovebites20 it's applicable on full price items only this can be used online and in store so there's two stores in Dubai one on Alwassel Road and one at the beach they also ship globally if you're buying from outside of Dubai then you get free express global shipping with all taxes being covered by El Couture which is brilliant news thank you so much El Couture this is a Podcast Now production. You've talked a lot about your vagina over the past couple of weeks and I just, I, know, to, I just wanted to bring this to everyone's attention. Before Laura and I clicked record, she referred, <laughs> I literally can still laughing, she referred to it as Kipper Minch. <laughs> Welcome to Love Bites, a podcast about all the things you were told you couldn't talk about. Like, the most embarrassing thing in the world that happened to me yesterday on the tube. So, as I have admitted on this podcast before, I sometimes don't shave my legs for a good few weeks up to a month sometimes. I'm burgeoning on a month of not shaving my legs. I do live in the UK, no one sees my legs. And yesterday I was on the tube. Because uh, I'd gone to a co-working space, okay. I was on the way back home, and I had my legs crossed, uh-huh. and um, I was wearing leggings, but obviously like they had hitched up a bit, but I didn't realise. And this man basically was sitting opposite me, just like kept looking at my leg, and I was like, "What is wrong with this man?" I was like, "Why is he just looking at my leg?" And I looked down, and it was like this really furry ankle on show, and it was oh, so embarrassing. I was like. No, I'm going to do Can it Can you show me your oyster leg up there? Let me okay, see. Hang wait, hang on, wait. Let me put... Hang on. Laura, it's so bad. Like, it's so bad. Like, hang on, wait. Let me... Let me oh, hey, that's not so... Oh, okay. No, oh, Fiona, you are brave. Do you know what? It's not so bad, but you definitely wouldn't go on a date with those monkeys. Laura, literally, that's pretty so bad. long... It's pretty bad, but you know what? Love, it's freezing in the UK, so (laughs) who gives a fuck? This guy just like kept looking at my ankle and it was one of those things where like, I was like, what a weirdo. And then it was really me. (laughs) I know, but listen, people in Dubai will maybe kind of be grossed out by this because people tend to shave their legs all the time. But in the UK, we are a different breed of human being. Or Fiona Wishart, did they tell you this in school? I suspect not. If a woman does not pee after sex, it is highly probable that she will find herself with a horrendous debilitating UTI. Yeah. Why do they not tell young girls this in school? Why does our mothers, when they tell us about our periods, not say, by the way, honey, when you have sex, you must immediately go and have a sex wee. Otherwise, you will be clawing the vulva off yourself for weeks. Why why is it a we? What is it? Sex we. Yeah, but what's no I know, but like um I actually I obviously know this fact and I always make sure I do it. But mm-hmm. I don't understand scientifically what the we does. Does it just It basically flushes out the um the, the semen that, you know, as lovely as it is, um I imagine has bacteria that isn't conducive right. to our vaginal pH. So Actually, the last time I was in Dubai, I, for the first week, had the most debilitating UTI. It was probably only the second I've had in my life. And I, um, anyways, the night before I was traveling, um, obviously I had sex with my boyfriend and I only had like a couple of hours to sleep before the flight. So I just like passed out in a semen swamp, as you do. And he was like, Laura, go have a sex week 
go have a sex week. You've told me to always warn you. And I was like, don't worry about it. On this one occasion, it'll be fine. And then on the flight over, I started to become quite conscious of my vagina. Mm. And one should never be conscious of their vagina outside of the realms of pleasure, right? And I was like, oh, that's a bit tender. Mm. Kept shuffling in my seat. And then when I arrived to Dubai, all hell emerged so painful honestly it was so painful i was up all night on the brink of tears could not sleep clawing at myself which obviously does no good feeling oh my god i need to pee i need to pee got there nothing and then it started Mm. peeing blood yeah it was so bad um anyways antibiotics but you know listen lovely listener Make sure you pee after sex. If you're a man, encourage your partner to go and have a sex way. It's very simple. You've talked a lot about your vagina over the past couple of weeks. And I just wanted to to bring this to everyone's attention. Before Laura and I clicked record, she... (laughs) I literally can still laughing. She referred to it as Kipper Minge. I don't have it anymore. It was only that one time. And you know what, Fiona? Um, she was like, we need to stick, we need to stick to, we need to stick to the notes. Otherwise, we're going to just talk about Kipper Minge. I know, I know. And the thing is, right, when you what and I talk on this talk. podcast, I just feel like I'm shooting the breeze with a great friend. And sometimes I negate to, to be cognizant of the fact that people actually listen to this. I know. And then I'll have random people messaging me, old school friends being like, oh God, I really laughed at that tampon story. I also double dropped a tampon. Double dropping tampons is actually very, very common, especially if one is absolutely intoxicated. My sister told me that she was so paranoid about double dropping a tampon on her nights out at university, she would allocate herself a tampon friend who would remind her to take out her tampon, you know, remind her, listen, you've already put one in, so don't double drop. It's a very common thing. Um, you know, Kipper Minge, maybe not so much. Kipper Minge. We had a listener, <laughs> bless her, we had a listener write in after she heard our, um, our episode last week saying she double tamponed and her vagina ended up smelling like skips. And for those of you that don't know what skips are, they're a crisp in the UK that's basically prawn cocktail flavour. They're the nicest. I love skips. So well. light and so fresh. And I suspect her vagina was not so light and tingly. Lovely listeners, if there's anything you'd like to talk to us about, if there's anything at all you'd like to shoot the breeze about, dating feels, love woes, how your boyfriend or partner's doing your fucking head in, drop us an email, infotlovebytespodcast.com or drop us a cheeky DM on Insta. Fiona Wishheart, how was your week? My week has been fantastic. Brilliant. I have booked myself in for a sex date tonight. Uh, and a leg and wax? I have... <laughs> I actually went for a vagina wax today. And I okay. stripped off. And I went to the woman. Oh my God, I'm so sorry about my legs. And she was like, oh, don't worry. It's totally fine. I was like, it was one of those things where I was there. And I was like, I could just get her to wax my legs. But I was like, I can't be off. I mean, if they are long this, enough, you'd need to take a fucking long more to them things. I know. Do you know what's so funny? So, of it, so after this... Um, I'm going to like have a bath and like take my time getting ready and whatever. And I was like, is it going to be one of those things where you like shave your legs and then you like drain the bath and you basically like made a carpet in your bathroom on your like bath tub? Oh, Fiona. So I was like, do I shave my legs out of the bath and then get in? Because I don't want to be like floating in like hairy your, your, water. Your leg do you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> anyway. So, so, sorry, I cut you off. That was my fault. So no. you, you are seeing the barber this evening how did that come about you are such a sly little devil i first of all really hope he doesn't listen to this ever i just not gonna mention it anyway um it was one of those things where i just like so he was actually the one that i got out the archives to try the taste test last week but Mm -hmm. you know i had just i just couldn't be asked last week and Mm -hmm. this week i could be more asked so I, and actually me and my friend Sophie were talking about this um, this week. And I've noticed that when you just don't give a shit and you act like yourself, I mean, this is obviously really like standard advice. It works really well. As in like, he's been super normal with me, keen and like, just like 
like a normal person with me mm-hmm. not being like ghosty or whatever mm-hmm. and I think it's genuinely because I just don't care and I was so upfront. I just sent him a message like hey what are you doing on Thursday and he was like nothing I was like do you want to come over because like I don't I can't be bothered to go out and have I just can't be bothered to go on like a date or I like that side of things I'm just really not interested You're over in at the moment I'm over mm-hmm. it at the moment but I like quite happily like stay at home watch a nice film have some great sex send him on his merry way mm-hmm and so what does that say, Fiona, about <clears throat> men liking a little, not even the chase, but they're so turned off seemingly by over-attention. Being desperate. Like a little bit of desperate yeah. vibes. <sighs> I it's feel anno- like before, It's annoying because it kind of is a little bit of a game. But if you get yourself in that headset that you genuinely don't give a damn anymore everything starts to, to flow a lot more organically, doesn't it? I think it's just because I'm being myself and I'm also doing things like, you know, before, and even, it's not even with him, like so many other guys, you know, even with, you know, someone like the Silver Fox, I have mm-hmm. an update on that actually. Um, I was like almost doing that thing that so many girls do, which is basically send a message and then you read it over and over and over again, mm-hmm. like four or five times, mm-hmm. like in different tones to see like how they're going to yeah. interpret it. And yeah. then you click send, you're like, oh my God, I've clicked send. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, you send your friends a message being like, I, I just sent it, I sent the message. Whereas this time I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Don't give a fuck. And also like, I've got WhatsApp on my laptop desktop because I do a lot of work on WhatsApp. When he messages me, I just reply straight away because I'm on my phone. And, and you're not even interested in the game because you're not really bothered about, about the outcome is that yeah I'm not really bothered about the outcome and also I'm just not I just I feel like it's not just maybe with him I think that my attitude at the moment maybe this podcast is a little bit of therapy for me my attitude at the moment cathartic. is so um I just don't care anymore about what will happen like even if tonight got cancelled for example mm-hmm. I'm probably wouldn't care too much because I just I'm not that I'm just really not there with it all. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's because I've decided very much so that I don't want a boyfriend. So you, anyone now that comes into my life is just a really great guy to have. Unless somebody because, comes in and smashes yeah, it out of the park. Of that course. Otherwise, you know, it seems not that you're like in a really it. good, content headspace. I'm so content. You know, that's when the good shit happens. Well, this is a thing. And it's so much more enjoyable because I'm not stressing in any way. So just, um, so that's basically, that's happening. And So you're just seeing him tonight for just a a bit of a hookup. Yeah. And to see how it goes. Yeah. And like, he knows I'm going, you know, I'm I'm going to Dubai next week. um, And he knows I'm going away basically for a month. And he is just I don't know I feel like it's just very it's very not and actually do you know what I was listening to a podcast today which was really interesting and it was kind of like on this topic mm-hmm. about casual a casual relationship or casual sex so casual sex like we've discussed before when I thought I was going to try and have casual sex with this guy but it never really happened the um the definition of casual sex is basically in you know in the western world or like in most parts of the world is basically um a casual hookup where you it's a one night stand or like you know a hookup and you have no romantic feelings or no romantic relationship with this person either friends with benefits everyone kind of knows what casual sex is mm-hmm. um i was listening to this podcast called sex revolution and it's really really good and it's really educational about lots of um topics like porn and things like that the guy who i don't know his name i will i will link it in the show notes the podcast um he is a sex educator anyway he had these two porn stars on his show that basically um we're talking about the perceptions of porn and reality to be that i haven't finished listening to the episode Mm -hmm. maybe i'll do that whilst i'm in the bath anyway so he um had the host asked these two porn stars and their um, their porn stars on um, make love not porn which is basically like a a nicer version of Pornhub uh not Pornhub uh yeah no Pornhub Pornhub Mm -hmm. for those of you that don't know is a porn site that shows um it's almost like a home video style it's not directed porn um it's more like people at home and a lot of people 
apparently prefer it because you're basically watching normal people with mm-hmm. normal bodies, normal vaginas, normal penises mm-hmm. having sex. It's not like what we always talk about, which is like vaginoplasties or whatever. Yeah. Anyway, so these these people were asked, what's your definition of casual sex, these two porn stars? And the guy said, um, it was this couple, and this the guy said, I see casual sex as not how usually people describe it. Casual sex to me is a casual experience so it can be you can have casual sex within a relationship so a casual sex is having you know chilling out watching a film everyone's relaxed there's no you know candles it's not like there's this big show about it you haven't gone out for dinner you're just like chilling at home everyone's relaxed you're probably in your gym kit and you're gonna have really nice sex no bells and whistles and I was Mm -hmm. like god that's actually so interesting because that's basically what it is Mm mm-hmm when you have a casual relationship with someone, a lot of the time you just go around to their house, kind of like what I said before, and just like chill out, watch a film. There's no like, and I, I kind of I kind of love it. I love it and I'm here for it. I just can't fully buy into it, Fiona, because I I, I cannot align with, with, with casual sex because if I like somebody enough to have sex with them, I just want to be with be them in every them, aspect yeah. of the word. And that's not <laughs> shitting on people who love casual sex. Like it must be an amazing thing if that's something that you can you can manage. But personally for me, I just I, I just can't imagine not wanting to take it further. See, I'm also like that. I've I always thought I was like that. From like the time before I can remember I I've always been like that and suddenly something has dropped in my mind and I don't know what it is Mm -hmm. and I'm suddenly like I'm so happy to have these casual experiences Mm -hmm. and not have any maybe I'm just really well do you know what Fiona (laughs) I think we have previously spoken and you have tried to project a little bit um of an image of casualness but you and I both know deep down that you're like Please, I love Please love me. I love you. But now you just seem to be completely aloof to these things, which is brilliant. It so you is. can kind of categorize <clears throat> the fun and the passion and the lust and the sexual enjoyment and you compartmentalize that into its wee box and then you can just move on and pretty much forget about it instead of being like, is he gonna text me? Does he like I mean dinner? listen, let's let's see how this goes. We can let's revisit next week. Let's let's see, because we can revisit next week and I could be like, Why didn't he message me? <laughs> <laughs> He's fucking ghosted dick. I never want to speak to him again. So, you know, um, it's very refreshing to hear about you talk about not really giving a fuck and it's something I want to touch upon. Mm. So I don't know if I told you this this week, potentially I did, but you know, we often talk about relationships and boyfriends, girlfriends, sex and all the rest of it. But ultimately, we all know that the most important relationship you can have with anybody is yourself. As cliche 100%. as that sounds, fuck me, the older I get, the more important this becomes, right? So, Fiona, do we or do we not talk a lot of fucked up shit on this podcast that could potentially offend every person on the face of the planet? Yes. Like Kip and Minge. Kipperminge, yeah. But we clearly state at the beginning, trigger, trigger, trigger. Do not listen for this reason. Do not proceed if you're overly sensitive, blah, blah, blah. But people proceed. So I heard from someone, um, somebody said something about the podcast that was, you know, quite negative, right? But it wasn't about what you'd think. It wasn't about all the mad sex talk it was about something drilled down so deep that somebody is clearly looking for something just to be offended about right and my friend told me this and a couple of years ago I would have thought incessantly about it I would have thought how do I get this person on side what can I do to placate them what can I do to be less myself in order to conform to their little box of what's acceptable and she told me and I actually was like don't give a fuck no and it was such a revelation it was almost like a weight had been lifted off my shoulders and I basically arrived in this point of elusiveness that people talk about as they get older where they're like you just don't give a fuck anymore you 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 learn to value yourself so much that you do not try to conform and make yourself smaller to fit other people's perceptions or what you deem their perceptions and 
I can guarantee that people are listening to this that are going through things, but they're so crippled by other people's opinions. They're, you know, stagnant and they're paralyzed because of what they think other people might think. And trust me, you will get to a point when you just no longer give a shit. And let me assure you, it is fucking glorious. It's so liberating. It's so liberating. So, you know, if somebody is listening to this and they want to extract pieces of information and twist whatever they they want to become offended, then please be my guest. Because clearly there are areas of severe lack in your life that you need to take yourself to a podcast where you've been expressly warned to tread carefully and yet you still feel the need to be a fucking knob. Anyways... Um, Despite also... that rant, I genuinely don't care. I'm just trying to project the most amazing, euphoric feeling of not really giving a fuck anymore. Um, I think that's really important, but I've just realised that my dishwasher is on, and I think you'll be able to hear it. I'm just going to stop it. Give me one sec. Go ahead, go ahead. I love like... the way we're so professional and so smooth. Professional. If it's not my dog yapping in the background, it's my, my tummy sure. rumbling. Sometimes you hear the rumbling of my no, tummy. No, I never hear the tummy rumble. Okay. Um, um, well, that actually leads me seamlessly, Laura, onto our letter from our listener, because I think that a lot of what you said is super true um, and can be relatable in so many aspects. And actually what we're going to talk about now, it's a lot to do with your how you... <clears throat> how you want people to perceive you. Because I think a lot of the time, and this is kind of going back to what we were just talking about, is that when you kind of stop caring what other people think of you, it's mm-hmm. just so liberating. liberating. And it's not one of those things where you're like, oh, I fucking don't care what anyone thinks. You, they can mm-hmm. go fuck themselves. It's more just like, well, that's okay. And it doesn't like, not everyone's going to like you and all this stuff. Anyway, let me, let, let me read the letter because... It is um, for one of our listeners in Dubai and um, it's such a, when I saw it, I was like, there's such a common problem with everyone in the world, but I do find, and we'll discuss it after Laura, I think it's a real issue of dating in Dubai. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's such an obviously universal thing, but I really think that it's specifically Dubai that okay there is this problem. Okay. Hi girls, love the podcast, I've laughed so much. I wanted to get your advice on something that's made me feel like utter shit. Ghosting isn't something new. I've been ghosted before and laughed off, but this time it really got to me. I went on three dates with a guy I met on Tinder. We slept together, three date rule and all. I thought we had an okay time, even though first time sex can be a bit orcs. The next day, I got home and messaged saying, thanks for a good time, let's do it again. Then, nothing. The first day of silence I thought okay well let's just see but it's now been two weeks and I'm sure I'm not going to hear from him I've been ghosted before after the first date or a one night stand and it didn't bother me this time I really felt like me and the guy got on there were no signs that he wasn't interested in fact he acted very much interested I waited to have sex we did everything quote unquote right and yet this I'm not unattractive I have a good job lots of friends sociable fun clever but I'm sitting here feeling terrible I can't stop myself from thinking what did I do I keep replaying the night over and over, but I can't put my finger on it. I know it sounds stupid, but I don't know how to move on. I'm really upset, and the thought of going on another date is bumming me out, because what if it happens again? Any advice would be great just to get over it. It would be so much appreciated, even if it's just to make me laugh and feel better. Girl, you are perfect, and you are doing absolutely nothing wrong and you know what I know there's going to be some people listening to this who are going to say it's because you slept with them too soon Mm, you know that's a very common mantra that's bullshit because Mm. I have had sex with people on the first date and I have continued into long-term very healthy relationships so that's not it and you're right Fiona I don't want to lambast men in Dubai but there's a very common thread in the city we're it's ghosting. something about Dubai. It's something about Dubai. If I'm honest, right? I have Shit on you, you and I have both. Let's first of all give this girl the reassurance that she needs. Nothing about this is her. When a person 
in particular a woman has been hurt they start to examine themselves what did I do what have I done wrong did he not like this no love it's not you your guy is out there and waiting for you he will not ghost you he will fucking love you and he will put you up um you know on that mantle that you deserve to be Mm -hmm. right yeah Dubai Dating is a clusterfuck. It is a minefield. For our listeners who are not in Dubai or have never been in Dubai or who are not familiar in Dubai, let me paint a picture. Dubai is a playground. It's a thriving playground and it is, you know, very popular amongst a lot of expats who go looking for money, experiences, fun, sex, partners, you name it, right? It's a hotspot. Men come from their countries and they could be like a five out of ten. They come to Dubai and they all of a sudden rise to an eight or nine or ten out of ten. Because there is such a small pool of decent men in Dubai and such a fucking massive plethora of stunningly beautiful women. So all of a sudden these scrotes, i.e. scrotums, i.e. fucking (laughs) ugly looking bastards, rise up the totem pole and they are like gods. They have women falling at their feet because, you know, people get lonely in Dubai. I've certainly been lonely. I've certainly been in a position where like I really want a boyfriend and can't find one. So some like average Joe comes along who doesn't treat you well. Red flag central. And you know what? You just stick with it because you feel like you have to. So this really encourages very poor behavior. It's also a place where there is ample opportunity to meet different women. There are bars everywhere. There are clubs everywhere. There's parties, there's social gatherings. So it does promote a lot of fuckery. Mm, Have you found this, Fiona? 100%. We, me and my friend Sky, always used to have this thing that when um, we were on Tinder, or even if we were on a night out and you saw a hot guy, we would look at each other and be like, "Would you fancy him at home?" Very because true. Most of the time, you probably wouldn't, because it's more like best of a bad bunch situation. Yes, and you know, chances are you're feeling a little bit desperado at times, a little mm. bit lonely, and you just fall into the arms of somebody you would never yeah. even look twice at at home, and. You know what? I also don't want to be a massive lambaster here because Go for it. I have so many friends who have met and fallen mm. in love and married and settled down with phenomenal guys at home. Um, I've been in quite a few very healthy relationships in Dubai with great men. There are men in Dubai that would say they have the same issue with women. Yes. Yes, there is a a slew of gorgeous women, but a lot of these women are looking for money. A lot of these women are looking to be taken out to the top restaurants because we're so used to the high life in Dubai. And I think that's a point worth noting. I don't want to shit on men here. I think it can be quite a toxic dating environment for both men and women. Yeah. But let me assure you, there are great men in Dubai in equal measure to there being great women just sometimes you kind of have to Mm. kiss a lot more frogs to get to them if that makes sense um a friend of mine last summer or brother the summer before she was having a a bit of a a midlife crisis Uh, I mean she turned 30 not midlife but she was like I feel like I need to move home to meet somebody like I'm just not meeting somebody in Dubai Now, that previous summer, I'd actually stayed home for a full six months and I was able to advise her categorically. The love of your life is not waiting for you at home. In fact, when you return to your home country, let's say Ireland or England, you feel that there's going to be so many men out there for you because of the same mindset. But let me assure you, the pool is so much smaller because everybody's married with kids in their 20s. Everybody's settled. The social life isn't as such as it is in Dubai. If you want to meet somebody, trust me, Dubai is actually one of the best places to meet somebody. 
There's so many different people to meet. There's new people coming and going all of the time. Sometimes that's a, a disadvantage. But let's not shit all over the Dubai dating scene because it can actually be re it can take you for a hell of a fucking ride. Yeah. At home doesn't necessarily have all of the answers yeah. to meeting the love of your life. I agree with that actually and I've always thought that oh my god I'm gonna meet someone when I move back to the UK and it's not really been that way but what I would say and actually just going back to the letter just advice and this is kind of goes what with Laura's saying first of all my advice to this girl of how to cope with being ghosted because I've been ghosted so much that basically my phone book is a haunted house (laughs) literally I have been and some of them some of them are poltergeists and they do come back to haunt me actually do you know what all of them do um i don't know why that is i'm literally like the queen of the resurrection i'm not joking i don't know why this happens to me every single guy that goes to me has come back in some capacity i don't know but my advice number one is that you don't know this guy you don't know him and that's how you basically have to look at it Mm -hmm. and also the reason why you are feeling shit right now is because you've gone on date one and you've had a great time kind of like what happened with me and the silver fox i came out of that date with the silver fox going i think i'm gonna marry this guy Mm -hmm. and you project such an investment into dates and then you go on a second date and you haven't slept together yet and you're thinking oh he respects me we're gonna wait we're gonna have sex um later on and like I can really see myself because I think when women hold back sex it's because you want to be in a relationship with someone Mm -hmm. and you you hold it back and if the guy is respecting that you think okay he respects me he obviously really really likes me and most of the time that is usually the case like and then a lot of the time this third date rule I don't believe in it I think it's bullshit like a guy can ghost you on the first date as he can ghost you on the hundredth date if I'm Mm -hmm. totally honest with you Mm -hmm. I'm just like have sex whenever you want to have sex yeah, agree. um but i think that's the reason why you're feeling shit is because you have imagined in your mind what your relationship is going to look like you've already moved in together you've, you've met the parents all this yeah. stuff has already happened so really i think i've said this before you have what you're upset about is not for yourself you're upset about your future self okay that's, your future that's self very good point is you're mourning your future self of this person that was going to have this amazing relationship with this amazing guy. But really the reality is you don't actually know him at Mm -hmm. all. You don't Mm -hmm. know him. He doesn't know you. So actually you've only met him three times and you have to kind of- It just must be really difficult, Fiona, like- to experience that rejection and that's why mm, it's such shit I took like I had like uh, you know I'll, I'll tell you about it later see it's like a really fucked up relationship in in Dubai that um came off the back of two years of pure celibacy like celibacy and the reason that I was I abstain- uh, do you know what I keep getting tagged on stuff on Instagram and I don't know how to Never turn stop- the can everyone stop tagging Laura on Instagram? I don't know how to turn it. Th- I don't. I'm really hold right. on. Right. Do you know what? I think the vibration's off. I do apologize. Like I said, the height of professionalism. And the reason that I abstained for so long, Fiona, was because I knew that at the time my wee heart could not handle the rejection. So for me, I just kept myself in a really safe place, wrapped in cotton wool that I didn't have to expose myself. And I only took myself shit. out there into the big bad world of dating when I felt like my I had recouped and then just met the most fucked up fucking guy but that's a different story um talking about dating why does that always happen literally Honestly, you're like you know, I'm going to say and then you meet someone and then they just fuck you up like I didn't get into a relationship with someone for four years after my me and my ex broke up and then I got into a relationship and I it was the most fucked up relationship I've ever been in well this this guy was red flag after red flag and I knew it but you know what I was I was in a I was in a a place where I was happy just to take the physical connection like Mm. I knew it was never going to go anywhere we were from completely different cultures shall we say and I knew that this was nowhere and the going nowhere and the the reason that we finally ended it and I, you know what I never called him my boyfriend I never told my family about him like I knew that this was just a no-go but we obviously were um you know had a very good physical relationship but to be honest and we did have a bit of fun but there was no real emotional connection um anyways in Dubai Mall one day and over a coffee he just drops into conversation 
that the following week he's going to be marrying his 19-year-old cousin. He was was 40. Not that the age difference is anything. Like, that's not the most, you know, shocking thing about this conversation. Just dropped it into conversation. You know, I'm probably not going to be back in Dubai next week because he lived in another, you know, part of the region. Um, He said, uh, yeah, I'm going to marry my cousin. And I was like, sorry, what? And he was like, yeah, you know, you you kind of knew this would always happen, but don't worry, like, it's not a love thing. It just has to be done for our family, you know, our family, like, image and stuff. And then don't worry, we can still keep this going. It's just, I just thought I'd let you know. Fucking thanks, mate. Fucking powerful. Thanks so much for sharing that information. And then that's when I was like, Laura, you are just wasting your time and I was claiming that it was only a physical thing but obviously I was really really hurt and devastated and then I was like right that's it move on and you know he continued to contact me for about three years after we broke up I never answered the phone because there's I never wanted to step into the realm of me interfering with somebody else's partner like that's where I really drew the Mm. line or husband or whatever and yeah, contacted me for years on end um, until he finally, I mean, he's still frigging, he was trying to put me on Facebook until very recently when that, oh <laughs> that feature was to see it. Was that <laughs> um, you know, like that old ad- adage, but um, that that was my experience. Um, that, that was actually, to be fair, my only sem- semi-negative experience. And um, the rest I've actually met really, really decent people. My advice when you're dating in Dubai um, I haven't done a lot of dating and I can't give the advice on ghosting away Fiona can. Um, my advice is setups are your best friend. Mm. That's how great advice I, for me as well. Yeah, it's how I've met my partner or my partner and in the past and I've Laura, also... would you would you say um to avoid would you actually say to avoid things like Tinder and Hinge and whatever? It specifically in Dubai I'm talking about. In Dubai, Tinder is fucking mental, right? Yeah. And there's a lot of different cultures um in Dubai. It's a melting pot, which is brilliant. At times that can be problematic on Tinder mm. because different cultures and different na- nationalities have different expectations. Um and sometimes that can be very tricky and very frustrating. From what I understand in Dubai, Tinder is something where there's a lot of hookup and sex expectation, yet hinge and Bumble, as I understand, Fee, correct me if I'm wrong, there is the potential there to actually meet somebody for a relationship. I'm not entirely yeah. sure. Anyways, it's all just a fuck up anyway. Um, so like I said, go on to those apps if you're in a good mental, resilient headspace. If you're feeling crushed, if you're feeling like your confidence is, is low, if you're feeling overly emotional and down on yourself, then avoid those apps like the motherfucking plague for me hookups speak to your friends speak to your work colleagues yeah yeah sorry setups i beg your pardon speak to people that you trust and Mm -hmm. just let them know listen this is where i'm at because you know the thing is in dubai there's so many people that have transitionary groups of friends group of friends that move around one group goes to the other i mean in dubai i must have 10 different groups of friends so Mm -hmm. You're I'm so not right. I'm not confined to the one group. So one night I one night I might be out with one group of friends and there's like a random guy that joins or somebody there's always somebody else that joins and that's when you say, "Ah, you'll do." Mm. You'll fucking do. I set up my friend, she's actually due her third child any day now. I think I told this story, sorry if I'm repeating myself. I went on a flight and met this really lovely um first officer and he was absolutely great, so funny, lovely, good looking. I was in a relationship. So I was like, you know what, my friend? I know exactly who I'm going to set you up with. He was completely open to it. So was she. They met up the following week and basically moved in. And now they've got three kids. That's how it works. But sometimes you have to alert your friends to your willingness mm. and openness to engage. And then also that puts your friends into a mindset to keep their wee eye out for people mm. that would you know setups used to be really cringe now tinder is essentially a setup except you don't get to see the person except on a photo so nobody should feel embarrassed 
or like weirded out by setups they're actually very 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 healthy and a very good, good advice, way Laura. to go yeah that's, that's such my... good advice specifically for people we should in Dubai. start a love bites forum of loving oh connections God, yes we'll discuss after okay. what i will do before we round off the this ghosting chat Mm-hmm. is I actually believe to get over it. So I think a lot of the time when why people are feeling so shit, like our lovely listener who wrote in to why she's feeling shit, I think the main crux of it is, and I'm sure you you agree, is that there's no closure, especially yeah. if someone has ghosted you. I actually don't think we defined ghosting. I will define it quickly. Ghosting okay. is when you have sent a message to someone or you've been on a date with someone or whatever and they basically have not responded i always think if they haven't responded within 48 hours you've probably been ghosted that may or may not if you haven't heard from someone in 48 hours and then they message you with no explanation about why they've gone quiet you're a dick if you then if they message you after 48 hours or whatever and be like hey i'm so sorry i've been doing whatever then i'm like okay fine whatever but if they just disappear you've been ghosted and like it's not the worst thing i find ghosting really rude if you if you've been ghosted in the past fiona like drawing upon your examples Mm. depending on how you're feeling in yourself would you then follow up in a couple of days and be like hey are you alive have you like i hope you haven't been in a car crash or whatever so this is actually what this is exactly what i was going to say a lot of the time it's because you haven't got any closure and i've sat there agonizing for days and days thinking exactly exactly what this girl's been thinking what have i done what have i done wrong and it's terrible for anxiety and i think actually there's nothing wrong if you don't care anymore because you probably by that stage like not giving a shit and also like why this guy goes to do he gives a fuck what he thinks send him a message in my opinion and be like hey just wanted to um you know see are you okay is everything okay i felt like we had a really good time i would have really appreciated a message if the interest wasn't there mm-hmm. you've done a really nice you know it's an it's a nice message and then if he doesn't want to respond to that then that's his fucking problem but at least you've done something to aid the court like aid yourself in and feeling also better. to get shit off your chest as well just get it off your chest so mm-hmm. i said that i had a little update about the silver fox and basically i hadn't heard from him. And I think the last time I spoke about it with you, Laura, was when um, we'd had some really like dry conversation and he'd be really like, I'd said something and then he kind of was doing that phasing out thing. He didn't ask of, you anything back. He didn't sure, ask, he didn't, he didn't ask how you are. Yeah. Or... He was just being a bit mm-hmm. shit. And then like, hadn't heard from him for another, let's say another week or so, more, maybe like another week and a half. And I was like, do you know what? It was really playing on my mind because exactly like this girl, we had an amazing time he said he had a really good time all the signs pointed towards him being interested and then this and i was so confused so i sent him a message exactly what the advice i've given and the reason i give this is because i actually do you know what i'm gonna read the message i'm gonna read the message that i sent where are where is this message massage this is true (laughs) have you got you've got a really really bad angle (laughs) <laughs> right up the schnauzer <laughs> oh my god where is it um basically i i said pretty much what um what i've just advised which was you know hey um you know hey it's <laughs> a great message fiona this is such a slick operation <laughs> So I said, I said hey, 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 hey. I can't find the message that I said. Fuck me, Fiona. We're meant to be professional podcasters. We're fucking useless. I've got his message. Okay, let me tell you what I said. So I basically was like, hey, um, so obviously we're not going to go on a second date, which is totally fine. But I would have really appreciated a message to say that the interest wasn't there. It's what I would have done. And I would have really respected it. Um, Hope you're well. Something along those lines. Anyway, so he replied back going, apologies, I was rubbish. I thought you were great and thoroughly enjoyed our date. If I went quiet, it was probably because I had gone a little feral in lockdown. You deserve better manners and treatment. So a genuine sorry. I think my interest in dating generally is lower than I thought. Honestly, no reflection on you at all. Wish you all the very best. Thanks for a great date. I hope make the most of the weather or whatever he said so it was a really nice message back from him but 
Um, I got basically, the point of this was I got the closure that I needed. Mm -hmm. I basically was vulnerable. Hello, Brené Brown. Oh, love her. Yeah, love her. I basically put myself out there and I got what I wanted. And to be honest with you, once I'd sent that message, I like you said, a weight lifted off mm-hmm. my shoulders because I was like, even if he doesn't reply, he knows how I feel mm-hmm. and that's all I want. And also sometimes when you're the bigger person and you're like, you know what? I would have really respected you if you'd actually just said to me, um, I'm not that interested. You know, that's on you. Mm-hmm. See you later. I feel like they then gain a bit of respect for you as well. Do you know what? what? I I completely agree with you there, one hundred percent. So I'm a big fan of not playing (coughs) games, um, and doing whatever you need to do that makes you feel better. And quite often, what women do, um, I do it especially. I'm a crazy Pisces, and I have so many mad conversations in my head, going through imaginary scenarios. And if that was me, I would be going through all these different things, and I would be saying different things, and he'd be saying one thing, and I'd be saying them back internalizing everything internalizing the rejection and just making myself feel sick at least if you send that message even if they don't reply you've got that shit off your chest yes and there's no more back and forth if he has the decency to reply whatever that may be that maybe that may give you the closure and if he doesn't reply then that just confirms the fact that he's not for you and he's probably a massive fucking knob it was a red flag and you've had a lucky escape so i think it's you you, what the message that you sent i found to be a very proud message but yet also quite vulnerable and assertive Mm. you know it's when you take it to the point where you're kind of trying to goad them into like engaging in conversation again yes, with you exactly. and it's kind of laced with a little bit of passive aggressive desperation it's that's desperation. when you can kind of run into problems and get, and again that tends to happen when you're really pining for that person so if you're yeah. actively pining for that person and you're like in devastation phase i would really suggest not contacting but if you're in a strong resilient feeling strong and resilient then by all means go ahead and mm. message whatever you want but I, if you know you know what I, th- I think that's a really good message and I think his reply was actually quite sound I agree and I I think that um you know my friend said to me why don't you reply saying I completely understand um I think you're great too and she was like leave the door open with this one she was like yes he he didn't act in a way that you wanted him to, which would have been to send the message and say, listen, I'm not that interested. But a lot of people are not there yet, even if Mm -hmm. they're in their 40s, to put themselves to also say those things to someone because they're afraid of what the other person's, how the other person's going to react. So it takes a really strong person and to, it takes a stronger person sometimes to say, I don't like you than it is to say, I like you. And also mm-hmm. to say, I don't like you in a respectful way of the other person to not hurt someone's feelings. And the way to do it is to say it early and to, is to say it as soon as you're not feeling it with mm-hmm. someone, you send them a message and you say, hey, I had a really great time with you. I'm just not in the right place right now. And I'm not really feeling it between us or I don't see it going anywhere. Mm-hmm. There's like a whole, I could write them down, a whole host of things to say. And whenever I've said it to someone, I'm not that interesting. I, interested. I'm not that interesting. Well, I fucking You're hope I am. Interested. <laughs> I do a weekly podcast where I talk shit. Um, whenever I say it to someone that I'm not interested, I always get such an appreciated message back. Okay. Interesting. Always. And... That is basically, I really, really, I think ghosting is one of the mo- the worst things. My friend Charlotte it's quite cruel, um, ghosts, isn't it, Fiona? She, she ghosts and I always tell her, you cannot ghost. You just can't. It's really, it's the worst. It's the worst thing. Okay. It's one of the worst feelings in the world. Mr. Not to be dramatic. <laughs> friend, have you been ghosted? Mm. Are you a ghoster? Yeah, Let's I want to know why. I also would like to know why people ghost. We'll put this on our Instagram um asking a question saying if you have if you're a ghoster why do you ghost because i Mm. i would like to know i don't know if you're not there's something that tells me i may have been a ghoster in the past i can imagine you to be a ghoster because you ghost me almost every day fiona i ghost everybody i know like you know i'm so bad (laughs) getting back to messages i've got like i'm like a drug dealer with five (laughs) phones you know we work in pr there's 90 million group chats and 
sometimes I get to the end of the day and there's 50 messages that I haven't read yet am I not really good in person you are you are amazing in person so that's why I don't even if a friend complains to me and they've done this often I even sometimes ghost ghost my mom because if I'm if I don't have the time to reply to a message I don't even open it and then before you know they mount up mount up but anyways yes thank you for drawing my attention to that Fiona and our lovely listeners that I am a friendship ghoster because but I just keep messaging you until you reply. It's not I like think a, for me, a relationship. I am a natural born people pleaser. And it would, I'm not proud of this, but I feel like I would rather just ignore somebody than tell somebody I don't like you. Well, which this I'm is, actually this is what... ashamed to admit. Now, I haven't done that, I don't think, in years. I mean, I can, I mm. can barely remember the last time that I did it. But I'm going to put my hands up and say that I potentially could have a penchant for ghosting. Now, moving okay, forward, then. I'll not, obviously I don't plan to have any more boyfriends. But but that's actually something that I'm quite actually embarrassed about. But you're not alone. And I think so many people doing this because they're either scared of the reaction or they generally don't know how to express to someone. It's it's a lot of the time, it either you're a dick and you just like, can't be asked with it um, or a lot of the time it is people like you who are really really nice people and they generally don't know how to formulate the words to set, tell someone in an app because also like telling someone you don't like someone in a nice way is is an art form and mm-hmm. you have to and you it takes like a it's a certain wording with the right emo- oh, sorry the right emojis and all that sort of thing <laughs> because no matter what you say Fiona you're essentially saying I don't like you enough to want to date you and it's awful and it's something that I really just can't even saying the words now I just can't imagine saying that to somebody I'd be like like, listen let's definitely be friends and stuff when that's not the right thing to do so I'm like fuck it let's just ignore the problem yeah however I would like to throw this out there Laura Mm -hmm. as you mentioned that you're a Pisces dear listener would you be interested in hearing us talk about dating and the zodiac signs? Are you into zodiacs? I'm so into it and I really want to talk about it. Okay. What, are you into what, it? I, well, I know that I'm a natural born Pisces. You are the most Pisces emotional, ever. empath, sometimes fantasist. Um, I know they say Pisces is, the, is one of the best star signs to date. It's well, the best one. Know. What star because sign are you, my love? I'm a Sagittarius. What does that say? I'm very Sagittarius. Um, outgoing, flighty, fickle. Um, can't stay in one place too long. Answer your pants. True. Answer my pants. Um, I'm pretty. I'm blunt. We're really fun. Uh, we're fire you're signs. Fun. You're a water sign. Uh-huh. So I think we're quite good friends, but we're terrible to be in a relationship. Basically. We will talk, let's talk about it because I think it's really interesting because I think a lot of people, I'm really, I'm so into it. I'm so into it to the point where like, if I meet a guy, I find out what their star sign is and check our compatibility. And I've never gone out with anyone, I've never gone out with anyone that I'm compatible with. Ever. Not once. Not once. So you just (laughs) look it up and basically ignore all the advice? Okay, fair enough. Anyway. That that could be be an interesting one. Let's discuss. I'd really like... I really want to talk about it and I'd really like also some of our listeners if you are into it please do send in your thoughts and also tell us if you have been a ghoster I think most people have been ghosted but if you, also, you are the ghoster please tell us we'd love to hear your Dubai dating stories the good oh, the bad please. the ugly the successful the swingers that's something I want to talk to you about next week it's a story I forgot to tell you when I got invited to a swinging party um, yeah let us let us know your thoughts on Dubai dating because everybody has experienced you know, a colossal journey of, of dating episodes in Dubai. So just let us know what the crack is. Well, I'm going to go and get into a bath and hope I don't get BBH from a bath bomb. What's that? Bacterial vaginosis. Bacterial vaginosis. Jesus I hope I don't smell like a peppered mackerel tonight. that picture in confidence and you plastered it all over Instagram can there not be any privacy in this relationship no you've got a podcast anyway see you later see you later